0: Okay, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, the first ever edition of, I guess, breaking news here on the Riptide Magazine platform. The podcast, Luke's Lounge, has just got a surprise guest on who's been in the media of late uh, quite heavily, you know, supporting the community in a plight against the state government to stop a, a, a project that is supposed to improve the local community over there, but really doesn't seem like. Um, that sticking with the locals at all and I'm obviously talking to you three times world champion bodyboarder Damien King Kingy how the hell are
1: you I'm good how are you
0: Yeah yeah good man really good um dude tell us about the situation because it's been flaring up of late and there's obviously a lot of water under the bridge
1: Yeah look it's um it's been a a big journey that's for sure it's um it's probably consumed <laughs> a lot of my life over the last six to eight months um and um but it's been one of those things where you kind of the deeper in the fight you get the more you want to make sure you've got your eyes on the ball so you kind of draw your focus in but basically it started with a um a a brochure that got delivered into my mailbox um in i think it was maybe may of last year that just basically said break will upgrade So I made a few phone calls and um, to transport New South Wales, which was in Newcastle and um, kind of realised that what they were planning on doing was um, basically ripping up our break wall, our whole break wall from the skate park down to the bend, Um, all our Norfolk lines and everything that was planned in the sixties, 139 Memorial rocks. that you know, I know like my friends have died, you know, died in there and stuff too. And their parents paint them every year and, and you know, even sprinkles my mum's ashes in there, and also altering the head of the break wall as well. Which you know, everyone knows what Port Macquarie—that that that wave that we get out the front there when it turns on—it's world class and it's kind of helped me do whatever I've done and turned me in from someone who used to live in a little housing commission area to kind of you know the journey that I had through the sport. So I pretty the mayor lot. of Port Macquarie. Wouldn't you say no, that? Uh, no, nah, not really. Look, we, ha- we have a mayor um, of Port Macquarie and I've never really been involved too much with, like, well, never mayors really, but like the mayor that we've got right now, her name's Peter Pinson and literally she has been like uh, uh, th- the biggest fighter on our side and um, I would never, ever, and I, it's not my, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not playing for that position. I, I don't, I don't ever want it. This is just, Passionate to me, but she she's been absolutely amazing, and and look, I could couldn't have come this far without her, to be honest. So I'm, I'm
0: I'm definitely not taking away from Peter, but I'm just trying to give you a compliment there, mate. That, yeah, yeah, you know, I know, I've yeah, yeah. And, look, and, look,
1: and and a lot of people have said that too, you know. And oh, it's that's been incredible, awesome.
0: man. You've been yep. communicating so well, and you know, just touching on. If anyone wants to go back over this um, unfolding story over the last, I guess, two to two and a half years from the paper trail that Damien's discovered, with um, you know, and obviously all the local community and putting the head down too, and it hasn't just been a one man fight; it's been everyone from the mayor, as, as as um King was saying, Peter, and and you know the natural born politician yourself, and and natural leader Kingy, but you know looking back over your Instagram man, and the way you're communicating that story back out and in which the detail you've gone to is just incredible. And you've been so factual about it and there's no um, personal bias or, you know, emotion no, no. thrown in there as such. It's more so just getting the facts out there and it's, it's,
1: well, it's making yeah, well, way. Man. I, yeah. Well, I guess the more I started digging into it, the more I, the muddier it got and, um, and the more arrogant they became basically. And um, that was just a combination for me to kind of zone in, <laughs> to be honest. And, um, I, you know, they kind of like, it was, you know, they, it's like, I don't know, I wouldn't call myself a bull, but it's like leading a bull, you know. You'd, they just didn't do it the right way. And, um, and, and there was a lot of things that were done that were very um, questionable and red flags. So basically I started doing homework on it. And anyone who wants to go back and have a look at kind of where we were six to eight months ago um, to where we are now. If you go into the Save Our Break Wall um, Facebook page, um, so type in Save Our Breakwall, and there's featured items that i pinned, basically, and just go to the start of them. I think they're all the way to the right and just make your way through there. But basically, it's been... The journey has been detailing the facts of how the lies that basically we've been told. So, for instance, that the... Um, the local MP Leslie Williams and um, and you know Transport New South Wales how they made out that this was all about safety and, and urgency and and all this but yet budgets were set and the plan was had a green light back in November two thousand and twenty before any engineers had even surveyed that breakwall and I don't think they expected anyone to dive through those archives and find that information. Um, But I think it was important to find that because it really unravels the truth. And And so when
0: did the engineers actually um, undertake that survey? Like how long... So basically,
1: yeah, so basically a a quick snapshot of what actually happened here was um, in 2018, um, basically there was a town centre master plan and part of that town centre master plan was to widen the Port Macquarie break wall. Um, And that just meant basically use the existing structure and, and widen the path. Great hippie hip, parade. Look, I don't necessarily think we need it too much, but you know, look, it, it's not a bad thing. It's probably a good thing. Um, we're not opposed to that. That's fine. You know, um, it doesn't affect what we've got. You know, and we're not ripping out trees and rocks and our culture basically. So, look, that got a vote nine to zero in council in terms of you know unanimous decision, and that was in two thousand eighteen. So that was a message that was sent to probably state government, um, and then. You know, time ticked along and then in two thousand and twenty, um the uh Transport New South Wales and Maritime got a massive injection of um funds from Treasury for coastal projects. So they got two hundred and five million dollars in October two thousand and twenty. So they kinda went, Wow, where do we spend this money? So they knew Port Macquarie wanted a wider footpath, so they went, Oh hang on a second, let's have a chat with Leslie Williams and uh and ask her, would she like a reconstructed breakwall." wall? Um, an upgrade they call it, and uh, we'll widen the footpath. They've gone hippie hip, parade, let's do it, um, which is all documented and this is kind of the, the facts that I go into when I'm doing my, my little videos and stuff. Um, and then the community probably didn't really cotton on to it, neither did I, neither did anyone, because no one understands what an upgrade is until they actually see a design report of kind of what is in, what up, upgrade basically means full reconstruction, rip everything out. You know, it's just a, it's just a sugar-coated word for it. Um, so then Leslie Williams, they've made this decision back in November in 2020. Um, we had huge floods that probably everyone around the world would have even known in, in the following year in March. So took out the whole of the North Shore. Um, we were on my, like, you know, my sister lives in London. She she found out about these floods. Um, like that, it, was all, it was all over the world. It was like The incredible. exact opposite
0: side of the world.
1: Yeah, it was like huge. And, um, and then so basically a company called Manly Hydraulics, was then asked to survey the breakwalls after these floods. Do you, know in, you know, those
0: Manly Hydraulics actually give very good boy readings up and down. Um, yeah, they're the actually they're too. actually
1: a very they're actually an incredibly reputable um, coastal engineer company, Manly Hydraulics. So you know they're they probably got the best reputation in Australia for coastal engineering. Um, and um, so they were asked to survey the breakwalls in in April two thousand twenty one. So. They came and surveyed the breakwalls. They surveyed the North Wall. They surveyed the South Wall. They used a technique called an iCloud drone survey, which basically is an aerial survey that takes all the different levels and blah, 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 and then they come back with a rating. So they it's rate it up in the cloud. The... Yeah, yeah. Well, they yeah, it's basically like an aerial, and, and it's got all, you know, different depths of where the rocks are, and it's like, you know, it's, it's state-of-the-art surveying for breakwalls. Um, this is after the March flood. So the biggest floods that Port Macquarie had ever had in 100 years. So that was done close to six months after the budget was awarded for the Port Macquarie breakwall upgrade, which was in April 2021. Ding, ding, um, ding, 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 red flag just there. Thank you. Just want to know well, that. Well, not, not necessarily just there because they kind of came in just to see if the breakwalls were okay, merely hydraulics. The red, they came back with a rating of five out of six for the south breakwall, right? So they basically have five out of six ratings as good as a breakwall can look. So that's what a lot of people don't understand is like this first survey that was done on the Port Macquarie breakwall in Tipney in sorry, April twenty twenty one was a five out of six rating. The actual north wall rated worse, so it was a four out of six, and the head of the north wall was a two out of six. So the the fact is is the north wall actually rated a lot worse than the south wall. I end up ringing um the engineer that did that survey for transport near South Wales, He's not, and, and I spoke to him. I said, you guys surveyed that break wall after the March floods and you gave it a five out of six? And he said, yeah. And I said, "Um, I said you know that is getting ripped out? And he goes, Damien, I surveyed that break wall. I gave that report to David Hopper and I told him there's nothing wrong with that break wall." And I said, well, they're reconstructing the whole break wall. The whole thing's coming out. And he was gobsmacked. And then he goes, look, this is above my... Pay grade. Basically, um, I'll get my boss to call. He kind of knew he was in trouble for saying that, and um, hung up the phone. Then um, that was kind of the end of that conversation. Then, so that was in that was in April. Then Transport New South Wales, kind of, in my opinion, went wrong answer. Then they um, commissioned another company called Royal Haskarian, which is two kilometers, three kilometers from their office in Newcastle, um, by coincidence. And um, they then came in in July. Uh, so it was April. Mailing Hydraulics went in. July, they sent this other company in for a, which was um, Royal Haskarini, which they did a, a multi beam hydro survey, which is basically a survey that's water and under. So what no one can see, basically. And then they built a report over the next year that said, oh, look, the break wall needs to be um, reconstructed and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's how we kind of got into this position. So there's a couple of big questions around that. One is, why did you ever go back to see the south breakwall after you received a five out of six rating from Manly Hydraulics in April. Especially after major flooding too. Major flooding. Like the Port Macquarie breakwall, like it was international news. It stood the test of time. Like that, we should be kissing the ground that breakwall lives on. Like it, you walk along the footpath, it's as straight as a gun barrel. There's nothing, no cracking, no anything. That was after the biggest floods ever.
0: Like it was a national disaster.
1: That's insane. And And it got surveyed the month after and it got a five out of six rating. And, yeah, um, and that Hastings and they,
0: River is is copping a lot of huge. water like that.
1: I, I huge. Yeah, nice. like, I, I surfed in those floods and it was like, I don't know if you ever saw the photos, but it was like us surfing, it was like eight foot breakwall, and it was like, I was watching half of the town just wash out through that river.
0: Yeah. It was what huge. was the weirdest thing you saw in the water, Kingy, just before we, we died? Um, in there.
1: It was I remember paddling out, it was like, no one had been out there and it was like, we had cyclone swells or something at the same time and... I was talking to a few guys, Chase and Charlie and stuff, and we were kind of going, "Should we go out?" And it was really big, but we we're more worried about the sharks out there because it was like, yeah. it was just like pretty hectic, you know. It was like the whole whole town, the whole North Shore got evacuated, and everything was like, like full national disaster stuff. And um and I um I was pat, and then they said I and they came up to my house, and I overlooked Breakwall, and they're like, "All right, we'll meet you out there." So I got in my wetsuit ran down, I seen a couple of, like, it was, like, one of the best surfs I've ever had out there. And um, and I ran down and um, put my wetsuit on and the, I could see him up in the car park and stuff and I was like, oh, stuff it, I'll just go out. And as I was paddling out, I was like, every paddle that I had was like, I was touching massive fish or, like, massive animals.
0: That was just
1: like Yeah, it was like some big stuff going getting around in there. And, like, but the waves were, like, like, I don't know if you've seen that wave of me pulling in that barrel where it's a really like the lips, the size of a car and stuff. Like, it's a huge, no, yeah, it's a, it it's on a, the it's, um, yeah, it's, um, I could send, I'll just text it to you, but like, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know, and you can put it somewhere or something. But it's like, um, it could be maybe your story. I don't know, you shot for your story or whatever, but, um, it's like, mind-boggling it looks like Wyoming shore break reversed but fully makeable heck yeah um, so out
0: of all your surfers of the break wall that's one of the best ones you've ever had
1: it'd be my second best surf yeah the best one was another was in 99 but it was like like lips on them the size of like this this lips the size of a car what you know and like just thick as and and about nearly eight foot so it was like full shark wall and stuff you know yeah i was
0: about to say compared to 2001 comp you won
1: yeah, it was, like, not as big as that, but, like, thick, like, really thick.
0: And um, Do you realise and never look back, and I know we won't digress much further because I'm, I'm really loving how you're laying the story out, but do you realise probably won the best bodybuilding comp that ever has
1: been and might ever will be? Yeah, yeah, there's been some, um, yeah, um, that was the, every, every single comp's had a, an amazing story behind it, believe it or not. Like, I could tell you a story about that comp. And and rejected, and the company was just about to go bankrupt, and that's what inspired me to kind of put it, yeah, put it all I in the line.
0: a little bit of that story. But I'm talking about the waves too, Kingy man. Like yeah. 2001
1: comp was, it
0: still is regarded as one of the most not 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 just free surfing. You know what I mean? Was, yeah. We're talking in a comp like that, that never happens in a comp, man. That's like nah. your life's
1: on the fucking line out there that day. Yeah. Yeah, I know, and I, and I guess from my point of view, I'm I'm that that I'm really I'm not that kind of person, but I think when anyone gets put into a corner, bit bit like what's happened now, they dig deep and they um like for me it was just a it, you know I usually get pretty like I get pretty scared in the surf, but my frame of mind that day because of the, se- the sequences of things that happened to me before that I didn't have an ounce of fear at all, like not one single drop at all, and I think that oh, wow. that's kind of you know so for me, it was like, but you know you could put me in six foot shark on if I've got nothing, you know if I've got nothing going on and I'd be crapping myself probably but because you know, and it was the same when I won world titles, I had things going on that just it's like a, a flip switch, and it just makes you just go I don't know it's almost like turns, turns turns you turns you into an animal and um in mode and, almost like Super
0: yeah Saiyan. yeah have you ever kind watched of no, no, no. Oh, mate. When you get off this party, go watch just one random clip on YouTube. It's a weird anime cartoon that was massive in the, like, 90s and early 2000s. And it's Goku's a classic character, but I always refer back to it as, like, when you go to the next level or when you get into a flow state or when you you know, obviously, when you won like that Chobe's comp, you're in a flow state. You, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you are just doing your thing. Oh, that's how I refer back to Goku when it goes Super Saiyan and stuff. Anyway, well, we I think
1: I think, I think when you get to that stage, you just got to be. It's pretty like it sounds kind of weird, but you just got to be just willing to die, basically, <laughs> and like not yeah. care less. And I kind of because that's that's the you know when you're kind of doing stupid stuff like that in waves that big you can't be thinking about risk at all. You know, you just got to be going down to
0: lunas and, you know, waves never really been surfed and just getting photographed out there in 12 to 15 foot waves and only one other bloke surfing it with you. Yeah. That's just kind of putting on the line a little bit, so to speak.
1: Yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm very peaky. So like, I'm not always like that, but if I get in that frame of mind in that zone then I can kind of, but typically I'm, I'm not like that at all. You know, people kind of think I am, but I'm not, I've got to be, there's got to be something that makes me, flip to, to, to turn into that person that does that stuff um, but for that it was a, it rejected for the, my world title, it was my mum dying you know, it's just been different little situations that have happened that have kind of, and for the break wall it's, you know, it's this thing that's given me everything in my life so that's what's kind of kept this fire going so it's it's a, it's a these little things that happen to you through your life that kind of make you, I guess, the passion or the drive or the insanity <laughs> take
0: over but it's sick you can channel it into something positive because a lot of people would use that anxiety in a negative effect and just spin out and get a bit overwhelmed but if you can channel it you know properly like you are now and and you know going back to the story man we've, we've obviously gone to the first yep. report they've gone to the second report that's a little bit on the nose because we already know. Yeah, so basically they, they, sure should, never, they should never
1: have gone back for a second look. It's period. That, like it's an open and shut case right there, you know. Why did you ever go back and have a look at a break all that receives a five out of six rating after the biggest floods to ever hit this town in 100 years? There was only one reason you ever went back. You went back to build a report that you'd already got a budget for a year before, you know. And, that, and that's, that's the argument. You know, if you're in a court, that'd be it. No more further questions, Your Honour. Why did you ever go back? <laughs> answer that answer me that one question and the second question to answer that would be why did you only survey the south break wall for this multi-lydia scan or this this multi-hydro scan and you never even looked at the north wall and the north wall actually received a worse rating than the south wall and the north wall is actually the the wall that protects it from the ocean because that's the one that protects from the north you know the south wall is protected from the from the whole um flag stuff and everything so it's all sheltered that south wall so It was never about safety. It was never about, um, you know, urgent repairs like we're being told, like the MPs yelling, you know, on the radio saying, could collapse, all this kind of crap. Um, It was always about going back again and making sure we get the right answer this time because we've already got the budget. We're already looking at purchasing the rocks. Like, this, this all needs to stack up, so... And and this is what we've started to learn. Even when we're talking to Angus Gordon, our engineer, that we've just you know we've um, basically he's working on behalf of us. Is he's, he's one of the best engineers in Australia. He's, he's worked on the United Nations. He set up the coastal programs. He's fifty two years experience. He worked for you know the United. You know he was got an OAM, which is an Order of Australia Medal for his achievements. And like he's just going, what is going on up there? Yeah, like
0: she united by the sounds of things. So you this, got him this, guy, it, this guy. This growth growth guy.
1: He, he, he ran Manly Hydraulics, this guy. So, like, and he's yeah. just going, why would you even have ever gone back after a five-hour six rating? And why wouldn't you have even just gone back to Manly Hydraulics?
0: Yeah. You know, I know. they didn't, I they swap
1: companies, they swap companies to the one that was down the road. You know, it's just so. And then, but the, I guess the frustrating thing is and the reason why I've been trying to be so factual with it is because they try to say these little stories around it and it's like, well, hang on a second, no, that's not true, you know. I've got the article where you're walking up the break wall in November 20th, uh, in November 2020 with the then-Minister Andrew Constance. Like, it's right there. You did it. It's photographed. Yeah, There's the propaganda headline. Propaganda is what they produce for
0: breakfast, these bastards. Yeah, kid. I know. I'm yeah. sorry, man. Like, you know, it yeah. happens time and time again. We all know it. Like, in the media you see so many headlines, even – You know, even for example, if like a bodyboarding clip comes out, or even an an article, a surfing one, you'll put something catchy in there that doesn't really tell the truth. It's not wholehearted, but it has a a slice of it in there, so it'll draw the reader in. Yeah, it's just it's unfortunate because it's all smoke and mirrors, and then um, you know, people don't have time to dig in these paper trails like you have. Yeah, such an amazing achievement that you've done it, but it's just. Once again, highlights you cannot trust big organisations, and unfortunately, our governments are big organisations. I'm not, and they and, and unfortunately, they
1: can they control the voice, which is the media, which is a lot of the media. And like I had it out with even you know our local paper last week because they printed uh, um, quotes from our local MP Leslie Williams saying that she based her whole position on these scans, and I said, you know, that's a complete lie because she she made those calls. Six months before those scans were even done, and and you know that I've given you that info. You printed that information. You're letting that, you're letting you're telling you're letting that go to your viewers and your readers, and your readers are, are believing that. And you know that's not true. You should be, you know. And but they're like, oh no, we've moved past that issue now. And I'm like, well, that is the issue. That's the whole basis of how they're ripping up this break wall. So like that's that is it. The whole position of the whole that whole thing is based on scans that were never provided at the point of the decision that, that was made. So they just kind of like, they, I said, it doesn't matter. And they wanted a quote out of me. And I said, it doesn't matter what I'll give you. You're just going to create your own narrative over it and um and tell the story that you want to tell. So this project keeps moving in the direction you need it to move in. And yeah, they're always <laughs> so- happy to put a spin on their
0: own way. And Kingy, how did you go with um that GoFundMe campaign? Because I believe looking at Instagram, it was six days in and you already reached the total of $8,000, was it?
1: Yeah, yeah. So look, we've we've had we've had a bunch of battles since then. We've been in and out of councils and stuff, and and just one, you know, the local council that we've had has been literally amazing. Um, well, four of the local councillors, to be honest. The other there's the the councils are made up of nine, um, and the four councils that we have, which is Peter Pinson, Adam Roberts, Josh Slade, and Danielle Maltman, have basically stuck to the community like you know shit on a blanket <laughs> excuse my french but um and, and and stayed true and i've literally watched the others slowly get picked off um and it's been a real eye-opener to say wow well, you guys are elected on behalf of a community and you like for no reason i've watched you know ones go oh we want more information out of transport new south wales and literally two weeks later done a full reverse and come out and said we're happy with everything we got from transport and information from transport new south wales and it's like you haven't received anything in between now and then. What's changed? And it's like, well, you've had a conversation with someone. Something's happened. And um, and so that's kind of, we've gone through a lot of that stuff, which has been a little bit disappointing from someone who's never been involved in community or politics or anything like that to kind of go, wow, that's really weird. Um, and then I guess we've had rallies where we had thousands of people turn up for rallies. And that was that was probably the highlight of this whole, journey is is seeing those rallies and the people come together and the passion and it was all you know like-minded people all wanting to protect um something that we think is amazingly special and iconic to port and quarry and um that was a really that was a really you know kind of euphoric kind of feeling being in that group with people because there was a lot of people there we had bands there we had you know we had special, special—not not like a march, but photos and stuff taken on the end of the wall and everything—and and then um, basically our next step was to raise money for our own independent engineer, which is the fella I talked about, Angus Gordon, um, which I end up basically cold calling and and somehow got a hold of one bloke who then put me onto him and said, he's your man. This is the guy you need. Um, So, you know, he wanted a fee for coming up. We've talked with him, but it's extensive what he's doing. Like he's gone through both these reports, pulled them apart. He's doing an on-site inspection. He's going to then do another full report on it, um, which will be available online to everyone to see. And um, so he basically was an $8,000 fee for him to do all this. And um, I put it out to our page in our community and within six days we'd raised eight grand and I've got him booked in for next Wednesday um, with a permitting. So that's kind (laughs) of where we're at at the moment. And, um, but I also, you know, I I had Paul Toole, the deputy premier of New South Wales come up for our rally on, um, on when we had it last month or, you know, in December. And, um, and then um, Dominic Perrottet came to Port Macquarie only, I think it was last week or the week before. And, um, He's, he's the Liberal which and the local MP, he's Liberal. So basically I tried to have a meeting with him and he kind of, you know, fended me off, um, cancelled on me in the last minute. The mayor was really... Strong about I want Damien King in this meeting, and, and he basically barred me at the last minute and um, wouldn't even give us five minutes of his time. Which,
0: mate, mate I reckon he was a little bit scared of your silver tongue, Kingy. I reckon you were going to whip out a couple of one liners on him that it just would have had him speechless.
1: Well, he wouldn't have, he, 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 like, there's not many, and I'm not trying to sound like I know everything, but I guarantee even the MPs not over the details like I am. So you know, he, he wouldn't have a clue about this process. And I basically did I did a five-minute presentation that I could have ran through him, and that's on one of the posts that I did, I think, yesterday I put that up, um, where he would have got a very clear snapshot of what it means to the community, why there's so many question marks on there, and the lies that we've been told. And if he's got a brain between his ears and if he's got integrity for the community above his own political party, then he would have said, wow, this needs to stop or this needs to be paused and this needs to be, um, we need to look at other options big time. Um, But he just, you know... Basically, he was pretty arrogant, to be honest. He might won't be getting my vote. And, um, but yet, ran around town taking photos of everywhere, trying to cash in on the local surfing museum here and getting happy snaps there and using all my world title <laughs> stuff as a, as a backdrop in his photos. And that wouldn't give me five minutes of his time. So basically, that was enough for us to kind of go, right, the gloves are off. And there's a few things that we've got planned now that I can't talk too much about now, but it's going to go next level a little bit on them and I don't think that they know what's around the corner and um, that's going to be interesting because we're going to go from pitchforks and signs to a little bit more serious.
0: Yeah, well, you've obviously tried to do it in the most civil way possible and you've tried to go through all the correct avenues yeah. and really, man, to be, to be perfectly honest, coming from a very small background in local government, procurement is a massive part of the process there because you're handling public money. They haven't followed the procurement process properly at yeah. all. Like you can't yeah. say it any more clearer. So then there's the red flag, there's how this project stops and let's just put a pause on it and have a real good sit-down and chat with everyone involved, all the key stakeholders and nut it out. Because as you said, you're you're all for the bloody pathway. Let's put the pathway in, let's widen it. But let's well, keep the, the structural integrity the, the, of the breakwall.
1: The big thing here is, is like the local MP, Leslie Williams, she doesn't live in Port Macquarie. The other person who's pushing it, her name's Alex Glen Holmes, who lives, who's, um, you know, part of the business chamber thing or whatever they do. Um, she's, um, She lives in Telegraph Point. These guys have got no idea about the cultural significance this has to this town. Like, I haven't even seen him on the break all my whole life, you know, and I spent my whole life there. So it's like this is just like probably like a big pothole to them or a new driveway or whatever it is, you know, and they haven't actually realised that, hang on a second, this is well recognised. And this is something that's incredibly special. So they've gone ahead and made these decisions. They've put themselves up against the ropes and now they're just digging their heels in and going, nah, it's happening, you know, and they probably don't have a choice in the matter, but they need to pivot, take some ego out of it and go, whoa, okay, right, we've read the room wrong here. And, yeah, look, we both know that this should never, this doesn't actually need this extensive work at all. And the other thing to keep in mind too is these break walls never have this type of work done. So the, the traditional maintenance of break walls is exactly that you maintain it. So you drop a few rocks in here, you drop a few rocks in there. That's how they've been maintained for hundreds of years, not rip the whole thing out and reconstruct it. Like this is just a massive overkill. And, it, and it's not, this isn't even a break wall, look, it's it's called a training wall, which means it actually, for the majority of what where this work's getting done, it it's water in, water out. It's not direct wave impact. So it's an absolute overkill. Um, and look, the next step that we take isn't like, you know, burn the town down or anything like that. It's basically just handing it to people who have a massive level skill set that have dove into the do's and the don'ts of what these guys have done that can take it to a, a level that we can never do. And believe you me, there's stuff there that there is a can of worms ready to be opened.
0: Mm, yeah, and I'm really glad you've left us with that suspense there, can you, because I'm really keen for this to unfold. So Angus's report is due on the 10th, 11th and 12th of February, was it?
1: Yeah, um, so he's coming up the 8th, 9th and 10th, providing the weather... 9th. Yeah, so I, I had a quick look at it. It look, did look like there was a bit of rain on Wednesday, so he won't come after it's raining because he needs to be crawling up and around the rocks and everything. Um, but so it'll be like providing the weather's good, it'll be then. But he has booked accommodation. I spoke to him today, so um, it's all locked in. He'll probably have the report a week or so or two weeks later after that. Um, then that when the report's done, he'll um, he, that'll be open and transparent for people. Um, he's also going to give us what things are in that report that are very unusual, um, which we're already starting to get now, um, which I probably can't just, I probably can't talk about that stuff at the moment. But um, there are some things that we feel that are illegal, basically. Um, so um, we'll dive into that a little bit more, but that'll be kind of the next journey we go down.
0: Yeah, perfect. King. And who else would you like to thank um, throughout this whole process? I mean, I know it's been a big community effort. Like who have been the, the key players?
1: um look i'd like to just thank the community that has supported us to be honest as much as possible um and not to give up the hope and not to stop the pressure um we still live in this town and we still have a say and believe it or not don't listen to the noise of um i guess a a bigger microphone which is you know the government telling you what they want you to believe because it's it's plain and simple not true and if you don't believe that check out the featured stuff that i've been doing because the facts are there the documents are there everything's there um believe that we're on the right track and um and and we are and um look i don't know if we'll we'll win this we're definitely not going down without the biggest fight they'll ever have um but oh, i just want to thank them also want to thank the councillors who have supported us and our mayor peter pinson she's also running for um she's also running for the nationals candidate and basically what we need her to do we need either her or labor to give the boot to our local member which is leslie williams um because if we have a change of power this work isn't set to start till may we've got election in march so you know we need dominic Perite to be booted out, which is looking like that's going to happen for the state. And Chris Mins will move in and then we need a local uh, a new local government. So um if you if you like the break wall and you like the most iconic part of Port Macquarie, don't vote for Leslie Williams, basically, because that means the destruction of it. And um and look, yeah, just I guess thank everyone. Thank thank everyone for, for helping and, and keep it going and spread the word.
0: Mate Kingy, no true words have been said, mate. I just want to extend my thanks to um, you and, and, you know, the whole community. Obviously, being a bodyboarder, I I admire that break one well, every time I've been there, it's a very special place and it's always provided me with some very fond memories all the way from, you know, um, state competitions back in the day, you know, to passing holidays with family. It's been epic. And I just also want to congratulate you on the true grit and determination you're showing. A bit of mongol, a bit of blue healer in your veins, brother. <laughs> getting up them, you know what I mean? Because not everyone wants to have a go and it's pretty frustrating, hard and arduous to continually keep having a go. So yeah, it's, it's definitely been a battle
1: it. and it's been, it's been taxing. Um, and you know, I've had my moments where I've just wanted to just throw the tail in and, um, and I probably, I think probably Peter Pinson, she's picked me up a couple of times when I've been in those in that, in that moment and dusted myself off again and, and I just look at the facts again. And I kind of go, well, I had I had a surf the other day out there, and I was out there by myself. And I kind of thought, nah, you know what? Like this place is so special, and um, and these people who've made these decisions have lied to us, and they've had the agenda already set before any of us knew about it. And they don't even, they don't, have, they're not even even a part of this environment, so they should never even have a say in it. So that kind of gives me. I guess fills the fuel tank up a little bit to say, "No, nah, we're fighting these people who are basically, you know, have nothing to do with this this culture and this and this area at all."
0: Mate, you're running on high octane fuel. I just want to thank you dearly for coming on Luke's Lounge, Kingy. Cheers, brother.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: It's been good no dramas man um please keep us updated with the save our breakwall action and, and obviously we're we'll very keen to see what happens at the end of the month and you know what this uh, report does hold and the breaking news to come so watch this space
1: cool thanks thanks legend you j it was all a pipe dream watching bodyboarding
0: up on tv